Well, welcome to another edition of uh, Shelter Daily in His Word. What a joy it is to be able to be with you today and give you an opportunity to just uh, dive in with me to the Word of God. We've had such a wonderful week. I appreciate everyone for just tuning in and being a part of what uh, the Lord has been doing and speaking through the times that we have daily. Uh, I know that you have a lot going on in your life right now, and I know if you're like me, that the week is very busy. So I really appreciate you taking the opportunity just to pause for what you're doing for about 30 minutes and just tune in with me for this opportunity. So thank you for that today. I also want to just uh, give God thanks for the blessings that he provided for us for the prayer time we had last night. And also to be able to, uh, at the end of the program today, we're just going to put out on the screen uh, the order of things that's going to be happening over the course of the next uh, few weeks as we prepare to reopen the church. One of the things that we're focusing in on uh, really intentively is prayer. And so we want you to, to make plans with us to join in our prayer opportunities. We have, we have a number of them throughout the, the, the rest of the month. We have a couple of 24-hour uh, prayer oppor excuse me, opportunities that you can be a part of. And so we'd like for you to be a part of that. And if you could, uh, go to our website, jubileeworshipcenter.com, and there you can find more information about that. We'd love to have you to uh, connect with us, to pray with us. And just uh, as we prepare for our opening Sunday, which is going to be May the 31st on Pentecost Sunday. What a great day to open the church up, Pentecost Sunday. I can only imagine what that day is going to be like for all of us. So uh, we look forward to seeing you to be a part of that as well. So uh, tune in, look, look for, we'll keep announcements going about that and let you know more about that. Thank God for last night's prayer time. We had a great time in prayer. We're uh, just praying the word of the Lord and just enjoying times together. So I appreciate everybody that participated and everyone that was a part of that. It was really a, 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 just a great opportunity to, to share together. This morning, I want to talk a little bit more about prayer. I want to talk about the power of prayer. And so if you have your Bibles, get them open with us. Find you a comfortable place. Uh, if you're uh, you know, in your car driving down the road, you, you can't stop doing that. So just keep doing that. But, uh, but listen attentively to what we're going to be sharing this morning. I believe it's going to impact your life in a very special way. But before we do, let's pray together. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have today to be in your word. Thank you for just the privilege to be able to share the word together. I pray your blessing, Lord, upon it. I pray, God, that you will move upon the needs of our church, the needs of people that are listening right now. Lord God, you're, you sent your word to heal us. So, Lord, we're believing, God, as the word impacts our hearts and lives, that it will strengthen us, lift us up, and help us to become more of what you want us to be. God, we pray today that you'll just join us together, Lord, by your word today, and we'll give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to go into the word of the Lord this morning and give you an opportunity uh, to join with us in this. And I look forward to what God has to say to us this morning as we talk about the power of prayer. So if you have your Bibles, go to 2 Peter chapter 1 and look at verse number 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 3. And we're going to read together the word of the Lord this morning. It says this, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Now, I, I want to just say that one more time. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. 
The kingdom of God was the message of Jesus. His message was very simple. The kingdom of God is within you. Kingdom, kingdom speaks of the rule of authority. So in Romans, the 14th chapter, verse 7, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is, he said, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I want you to notice the future aspects of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is also represented not only in future, but also as now. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is getting God's will done in earth as it is in heaven. So we're, we're, we're praying, like Jesus said, you know, when they asked, how should we pray? We, we talked about this last night. How do we pray? We pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So we have received, we have the authority, if you will, through the name of Jesus. God has given us the keys to the kingdom or the keys of the kingdom if you will Matthew chapter 16 verse 19 it says this and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and then in Matthew 18 verses 18 and 19 Jesus said this surely I say to you that whatever you bind on earth is will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven and again i say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven so prayer is not getting man's will done on the earth rather prayer is getting god's will done on there we want the will of god to be done on the earth and throughout the bible we see that god established certain conditions uh, apart uh from his will uh you know that if it's apart from his will it won't work so you 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 might ask well you know is prayer necessary and the answer is of course yes if god is all-powerful you know people say well if god's all-powerful why does he need us to pray why does he need us to, to, to call on him? Does God need me to pray uh, or, or does he just want me to pray? You know, uh, some people have a real hard time with this whole idea of prayer. Well, you know, John Wesley, uh, one of the old saints uh, preachers said this. He said, God does nothing on the earth save in answer to believing prayer. So God shapes the world by prayer. The more praying there is in the world the better the world will be man has been given domination dominion if you will over the earth that's what the bible said in genesis it said he said go into the world and 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 uh multiply he said you take dominion i've given you dominion over it god always works through man without question humans are formed to be god's link to authority and activity on the earth God we're the conduit if you will God chose you know to work on the earth through human beings not independent of them now I know somebody said well can't God do anything he wants of course he can he's God he chooses to work through humanity that's the way he works if you look at uh, 
in the, in the Word of God, uh, it tells us in Ezra, uh, it says, I sought for a man, uh, in Ezekiel rather, uh, he said this in Ezekiel 22, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. This is what he said, but I found no one. Therefore, I poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed uh, their deeds on their own heads. Now, think about what God is saying. God is saying, I looked for someone who would stand in the gap. I looked for so someone that would, that would, you know, seek after me, that would stand up, that would be a wall uh, 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 to... to Call on the name of the Lord to seek God. So the, this is such an, a, a staggering thing when you think that God needs us to pray. Well, when I stand in the gap, I am interceding. I am mediating, pleading for another, calling and functioning, uh, you know, not replacing God, if you will, but uh, God calls us so that he can release the things he wants done. So we together stand as the sent ones. We are the representatives, if you will, on the earth of Jesus. We represent Christ in his intercession. We're interceding. Now, intercession, when I think about intercession, I think about intercession in the, in the, uh, in the idea of evangelism. And that we intercede, we stand in the gap for those who are without, those who are lost, those who are, who are in need. And so, it's, is it any wonder that God says, I look for someone who will stand in the gap, someone that will take, uh, take this place, who will hold up the banner, who will call men to God, who will cry out to God in behalf of those who are lost. This is what we do. This is what Jesus was doing. Jesus is our intercessor. We have the advocate Jesus, the Bible says who advocates for us, who stands in the gap for us. But we also have to stand in the gap for those around us. We stand in the gap for those. We stand in the gap for our family, for our lost sons and daughters, those wayward sons and daughters who are, who are away from God right now, uh, children who don't know the Lord, uh, men and women who have not heard the gospel or who, who have heard the gospel but have rejected. We still we stand in the gap. It's our responsibility, see, to stand in the gap for them. This is the power of prayer. And, and this is what we, we represent Christ in his, in, in his intercession. That's what we do. We're, we're being individuals uh, to God in prayer. We bring them to God. This is what we do. We're asking God to meet them where they are. So this is our responsibility. And Jesus, in fact, is our model of prayer. In fact, when you read Matthew chapter 6, Look at verses 7 through 13. And we, we've talked about this and uh, we, we referred to this yesterday as we were praying because we were praying, uh, you know, Matthew 6. This is what we were doing. We were praying Matthew 6. And, and that model is not, uh, we're not to pray our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with praying that prayer, like praying it like that, you know, verse by verse. But they're, they're, that's the model of prayer. This is what Jesus was laying out. He's laying out a model of prayer. And I think it's interesting that when you look at the model of prayer, that the things that you see is, number one, you see the, the praise of prayer. 
And I think it's interesting that in this model of prayer, both the opening and the closing uh, of the prayer are noted in praise. Praise, you know, is, is important. A prayer must be done in faith, and praise is the best expression of that faith. When I ask God, then praise God, I am believing God. Does that make sense? So when I ask God, then praise God, I'm believing God. Matthew or Mark chapter 11, uh, verses, uh, verse 24 says, Therefore I say to you, whatever thing you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Well, you know, if I'm praying for something, but I'm never thanking God and never praising God for it, then do I really believe that God's going to make, make a way for it? See, if your faith is strong, your prayer will be strong. Pray and believe and you receive prayer and doubt and you will be without <laughs> think about that all right pray and believe you receive pray and doubt you'll be without so the lord's prayer begins with our father and end, ends with your kingdom yours is the kingdom our father who art in heaven and then yours is the kingdom our father is king and I have a father that will hear me and a king who answers me. I believe, I believe that it's important for me to recognize that and to give praise. I praise you, Lord. I give praise to you, God. I, I praise you for your blessings and all that you've done in my life. The second thing that we need to look at is look at not only do we praise, but but the person of prayer. We need to focus on the person. Who's the person of prayer? Christ is the model, right? He's, he begins it like this. Our Father. You know, right away we learn that prayer is a child talking to his Father. Therefore, we must be, ch be children of God in order to pray with effectiveness. Not everyone has the right to call God Father. Only those who've been born into the family have the right to be called, to call Father. Our Father. He's my Father. Why? Because I'm His Son. John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, it says, He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him, but as many as received Him. To them gave He the power to become children of God to those who what? Believe in His name. So here, here is the you know, in order to say our Father who art in heaven, we have to be his sons and daughters. And the only way we're his sons and daughters is when we receive what he has for us. When we recognize that he is, the Holy Spirit uh, teaches us to pray, Abba, Father. In Romans 8 and 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Uh, some would call it, say, Daddy God. Uh, you know, Abba, this is a, this is a, a intimate, uh, it's like, you know, when my, uh, my children call me Dad, they call me Daddy, they, they come close to me. We have direct access to God the Father. Uh, he, he's, he's the one, you know, we don't have to go through a pope, we don't have to go through a priest, or, a, or even through the saints, or even a pastor. We can go directly to him. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help 
in time of need. Now, I, I took some time to really look at this because I thought, man, this is really something. So, he's, he, he, so how do we come to God? See? Well, my children, they come to me without any intimidation or any fear. They simply come to me in boldness. That's what it says. How do you go to God? Boldly. That word boldly means frankness. means outspoken. It means assurance and confidence. We can come to God as his children with this frank boldness. Assurance. Man, you're my father. I can come to you anytime that I have a need. Anytime that, that, I am, that I'm in need of my life. Anytime things are going on. Anytime. And I can speak up. I don't have to be quiet. I can speak up and be frank about the things that are going on in my life. I can be just plain about it. Lord, this is what's happening to me. I don't have to mince words. I don't have to hide it. I don't have to, you know, come in with, a, with this, why? I'm his son. You're his daughter, right? Then it says, where do we come? Well, the Bible says, we come what? We come to the throne of grace. The throne of what? Grace. This grace, a divine influence upon the heart and it re, its reflection in the life. In other words, because my heart is filled with the grace of God, His grace has been, His influence is on me. I'm His, He's mine. His blood flows through my veins. I am, I'm a son of God. Because I am, I can come boldly to His throne room. I can go right into the throne of grace. And, 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 and why do I go there? So, so look at this. How do I come? Boldly. Where do I come? To the throne of grace. Why do I come? Watch this. To obtain mercy and find grace for help. Now let me just break this down real quickly here. The word obtain means to receive or accept an object or a benefit for which the, in, the initiative rests on the giver. All right? So in other words, in other words, God gives to me mercy. I receive it because he gave it to me. The focus of the attention is in the transfer, all right? Is in the transfer uh, as upon the receiver. So in other words, he transfers grace, mercy to me. So I receive it, I obtain it because of that. Then he says mercy, mercy is to show kindness or concern to someone in serious need. Man, I'm in serious need. When I go to the Lord, you know, especially when I go in need, I come boldly to Him to obtain the mercy because I know that, you know, I want Him, I want Him to reach out to me. I want Him to hear me. And grace, again, this is the word grace. Same word as the throne of grace. Grace, the divine influence upon the heart. And it reflects, it's reflection on the light. You see that? The divine influence upon the heart and the reflection in the life. In other words, His grace is on me. His grace is on me. He has shown kindness to me. And so when I stand before Him, He sees that grace. All right? And then, I, I love this. Uh, he, he said, He says, He gives us what? The grace to come boldly? To find grace in the time of what? To find grace what? In the time of, to help in the time of need. Right? To help in the time of need. Now, I didn't know this. I had to look up that word help. I want to know what that meant. Here's what it means. It's the idea of what they call frapping in a vessel. I thought, what is frapping in a vessel? Well, in the olden days when the wooden ships would go out to sea, there were times when the sea would become so turbulent 
and so bad that they that literally it looked as if the ship would actually call, fall apart. It would the the they would the, they would come apart at the seams. All the all the different uh, planks would begin to unravel, if you will. So what they would do is they would take a rope, strong ropes, about four or five inches in diameter, and they would literally wrap the ship four or five times with this rope. The idea here was that during a violent storm in the high seas, frapping would secure the hull. Frapping would ultimately save a ship and keep it from falling into pieces. I thought about, wow, there I am, God. There I am. All right, I come to you boldly. I come to the throne of grace. I come to obtain mercy and to find grace to wrap me up. You, we sing that song, wrap me in your arms. To wrap me up, to secure me, to keep me from, from falling apart. Isn't that what we do sometimes when we pray? How many of you have ever gone to God just like that? I, God, I'm going to fall apart if you don't do something. And so what he does is he's secure. He wraps me in his grace. He wraps me in his arms. He wraps me in his love. He holds me. When, when, do I, when does that happen? When I'm in need. That's what he says. So, so here, watch it again. How do I come? Boldly. Where do I come? The throne of grace. Why do I come? To obtain mercy and find grace for help. Right? Help because I can't do this by myself. I'm falling apart. I'm not going to be able to make it. And when do I come? In the time of need. Maybe you have a need right now. Maybe you're in that place. And you're saying, God, man, I, 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 I'm coming to you. Listen, you're his son. You're his daughter. You can come to him anytime you want to. You don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to go through the pope. You don't have to go through the pastor. You don't even have to call the pastor. All you have to do is take it to the Lord. He's your father. You're his daughter. You're his son. And he will wrap you. Oh, man. I need that, Lord. Maybe you need that right now. Let's pray together. Father, I need that wrapping, the frapping of your grace. Wrap me up, Lord. Hold me tight. Bring me in close so that I won't fall apart here, God. The need of my life, the situations before me, the things that we have to deal with, are beyond anything we can deal with sometimes. So we just lean on you. We, hold, we fall into your arms right now. Because God, we know, just like my daughter or my son would come to me and I would just put my arms around them. My grandchildren, when they hurt themselves, I would put my, they need help, I would put my arms around them. That's what you do for us, God. And I thank you for it. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let him, let him wrap you. Let him wrap you up today. I believe he can hold you secure through every storm of life, everything that you face, he'll be there. God bless you. Thank you for joining with us today for another edition of Shelter Daily.